0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today.
1: 10 4 there, Big Benny. Yeah, we definitely got the front door good, buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks
2: like we've got us a convoy.
0: Of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy Have we forgotten there's a convoy going on in America people? We're talking about Ukraine. we're talking about Russia. I I don't disagree these aren't important are, are very important subjects. it's not like we should be avoiding them. We've got inflation we've got a southern border. we've got an election a midterm coming up. But have we forgotten that the people have gathered, and they will be gathering in D.C., and so Nancy Pelosi put a fence around the Capitol. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, so good to be with you. Come on, how are you not just a huge, huge fan of this song right here? About a mile out of Shaky Town, I says, Big Ben, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. That's gold, Jerry, gold. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. If you are going to the convoy, if you're in the convoy, I want to hear from you. Oh, do I want to hear uh, from you. And can I tell you the craziest thing that has happened? Oh, I got I got, I got a whole bunch of blah, bitty, blah, blah, blah. Because I was on uh, Newsmax, and I said, "Yeah, I don't think people should block traffic." Oh, Tony, you screwed up now. You're just a rhino. Had a whole conversation because I asked the question on Newsmax about 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 this. I'm like, I, "Look, I, I I I didn't like. I don't like blocking traffic. I'm never gonna like blocking traffic." But isn't it weird that we're actually talking about it? I made this point. I interrupted to make this point. We're the ones discussing whether or not we should block traffic. The cool never does that. They just block the traffic. Black Lives Matter, pfft, they don't give a good holy damn if an, if an ambulance has to go through. We have to stop the injustice. And so they block the traffic. Antifa, they want the person in the ambulance to die. Remember, this is Antifa. They are violent. They are violence. They are the worst people in humanity because they're commies, and all commies suck. See how that all ties together? So I'm just saying that I don't want to block traffic. And there's a whole divide amongst those in the convoy. Some want to really stop traffic on on the Beltway, 495, which is the area that goes around D.C., and some people don't. But somehow because I was talking about it on Newsmax, now now I'm not a real conservative. I'm not a real man. All of a sudden, I had one conversation and I lost my penis. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that producer Ari just uh, just reached for the dump button just to make sure it wasn't going to get worse than that.
3: Yeah, I damn near fell off my chair.
0: <laughs> this was, this was uh, on uh, one of the social media sites. Oh, no, cats, you just blanked yourself on national TV. Hashtag never Trumper. Now, can we just stop for a moment? Saying I don't believe in blocking traffic does not make one a never Trumper, does it? I don't I don't even I don't even know what you do with that information. It's just like if I have some kind of disagreement with Trump it doesn't make me a never trumper. And most importantly, the people who are still focusing on Trump man totally missing uh the 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 larger conversations. As for this convoy, I want to know where it is. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's happening. I want to know where everybody's at. Because you will have the state of the union tomorrow. I'm I'm going to break it down in the, in the morning. What do I think Biden is going to do? And I got to admit compared to years past, uh, even even going into the, the Obama days, I think tomorrow's is super predictable. But there are there I think there are a couple of good prop bets that we could we could put together. We 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 could we could do um like 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 for example, how many lean-in and whispers will Biden do? Right, I, uh, uh I'm putting the over two and a half. How many lean-ins? Like, what? You know what I mean? He leans into the mic and goes, "We can do this, people. America can put their mind to it." So, what is the over/under on that? On that? Uh, on that whisper? I'm going with two and a half. So, Ari, would you take the over or the under on that? I'd actually take the under. All right. All right, he takes the under right there. I, 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 I actually think I'm going with the over. I think I'm going with the over because he's just going to fall into it by accident, but it's still going to count. It's a, so, so that's one of them. Hold on, i got to write this down. i got to write this down. You know what, Producer Ari? I, I think I should start having rehearsal. I think it would be a lot better if I did this in rehearsal. So uh, we've got the whisper over under. All right. Um, at two and a half... And what what else is he gonna do? What what? How many how many screams is he gonna make? How many how many uh, Howard Dean asks you know ask like yells? Is he gonna is he gonna hit in this one? How many yells will he do? Because you know he's a screamer. You know you know he is. He's angry. He's bitter. How how many are, are we are we doing the same two and a half? Or are we going for more?
3: I I think I need more clarification on what uh, qualifies as a scream.
0: Okay. Um, how let's go with a raise the voice. He'll have a certain tenor that he starts with. How many raising of his voices will there be? Oh, that's
3: a tough one.:
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am going um, I am going with, with three and a half on that uh, on the, on the over under, and I would still take the over there. I'm going to do three and a half on, 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 on screams or, or, or getting loud. And uh, and I would I would take the over, I would take the over. So whispers I'm two and a half, and and I would take the over. Uh, Ari's taking the under uh, and screams it's three and a half, and I would take the over personally, if if I was betting on this. How many times will he say I'm not going to say that? Isn't it great when he's when he's talking, and he's like, no wait, I don't want to have that conversation. I am going to put it at one and a half, over or under, Producer Ari, over or under. Hey, how many, is he going to say more than than once? I'm not going to say that.
3: I mean, logically, it's a scripted speech, so I can't, right. I can't imagine he'd say it, but then again, it's Joe Biden, so.
0: You see how difficult this becomes. Like, how, honestly, we need help. Do me a favor, uh, text it, because you're there at the WIBC studios, text Jason Hammer and see if he's around later to, to, to go through these with me, because he's like the betting guy. Like, he's, he's the betting guru. Host on, on WIBC in Indianapolis. He does 3 to 7 p.m. The Hammer and Nigel Show. Like, he's, he, he knows like things. So, we'll go over it with him. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out now. Then we'll go over it with him later and, and we'll see whether or not these bets pay off. So, uh, whisper, I've got the over under two and a half. Uh, uh screams like getting loud. I've got the over under three and a half. And not gonna say that, where he gets himself into a rant and then realize he shouldn't engage the conversation at all. Uh, I've I've got one and a half. And producer Ari, you have hit the pain point there. It's a scripted speech. There should be none of that. But it's Joe Biden. So there could be all of that. So so you, you're really gonna have to think that one out. What else is gonna happen in this speech? What else could possibly happen in, in this speech? Oh, 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 okay. I got it. Um mentions of Donald Trump by name or by reference?
3: Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. How
0: many references to Trump will we get? Let me know on Twitter. Let me know. (laughs) People are already commenting. They're so great. (laughs) Are you looking? Are you watching this? Oh, so wait, well, let's stick with this one. I'll get to the things on Twitter in a second. How how many times will there be a
3: Trump mention? What is the the, over under? Does prior administration count? Yes. Uh, Prior administration counts. It's I'm gonna say at least four.
0: Yeah, I'm going with 11. Whoa! That's right. That's a pretty aggressive. I I think it's chock full. I think it's chock full. Prior administration Ukraine, prior administration immigration, prior administration economy, prior administration COVID. Remember, Biden takes credit for people being vaccinated, but the vaccine only came out in December and Trump left the presidency in January. But he takes credit for it. It's the craziest thing in the world. So I'm saying Trump uh, 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 mentions. I'm writing it all down, producer Ari. I'm I'm taking it. Uh, uh, you know what? I'll go ten point five. That
3: sounds like a lot.
0: Oh, uh, I know it does. But you start thinking of it, you start thinking of it, and you could you could realize there's like nine subjects that he he can put this together on.
3: Ah, uh, I'll play. I'll take. I'll play the odds, and I'll take the under. But. The okay. more you talk about it, and the more I think about it. The more I think you're you're kind of right. How many mentions
0: of insurrection in January
3: sixth? That's another good one, uh. which
0: could fall into the idea of Trump mentions as well. But it, but it, it it could be both categories.
3: I I can't see it being a ton. I can see it being a few.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm I'm going to do. I'm going to put the over under at uh, two and a half there. That's where I'm gonna put it. Uh, Coolidge on Twitter wants to know how many times will his hands miss their resting place on the podium <laughs> Oh, that's so great oh bless you for that um i, I don't I, I didn't know that was a thing. Does he do that a lot?
3: I don't know. I'm never paying attention to his hands
0: i' i I have not. Because they don't miss the spot, right? He just, it's like, he's not sure what he wants to do with them.
3: It's like that uh, Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights. What, what do I do with my hands? Right, exactly. He's,
0: he's all sorts of confused. Wait, was that from Talladega Nights?
3: Yeah. Oh maybe it was.
0: Maybe it was. Uh, people, by the way, think that you're nuts, producer Ari, For about which? the Trump mentions. For the Trump mentions, Kyle says you're nuts. Ten at a bare minimum.
3: I don't, I feel like that'll be really noticeable. I feel like, well, you know what? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong.
0: We're, we're about to find out. So I've got whispers. How many times does he whisper? Did the lean in whisper? We got the over under two and a half. Screams, we've got where he raises his voice. We have the over under three and a half. When he goes, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I'm saying one and a half because that one's the toughest one, right? It's a scripted speech, but it is Biden and you get yourself confused. Trump mentions 10 and a half and I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the over. Taking the over right there. And insurrection mentions, I have a two and a half. Now, if you've got more, if you've got more, I I, want to hear it. You know, the worst part about this is, this is an absolutely fantastic opportunity for a president in the position that he's in. The world at war, the economy terrible, consumer confidence lagging. This is a fantastic moment for him. To connect with America where America is, but he doesn't do that. Let me share with you an example. This was him, this is Joe Biden, Uh, I think it was yesterday, it came out on the Sunday show, Sunday shows, talking about how good things are, but because of COVID, you haven't been able to figure it out.
2: is a phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that, uh, that uh, things have gotten so much better for them economically, uh, that they are thinking, but how do you get up in the morning feeling happy? Right. happy that everything's all right.
0: Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. And you're just too bothered by COVID to notice. First, Who do you think it was that was bothering me with COVID? (laughs) It wasn't Ron DeSantis. I'll give you that much. Everything's good. The economy's better. You just haven't paid attention? This is his argument? You have a great opportunity to sell the idea of the better day ahead if we work towards it. Here's how we're going to get there. Let's talk about vision. You have a way of connecting, an opportunity to connect with the American people saying you are paying more and I know it. And let me tell you what we're doing to stop it. And Let me tell you what we can do. And here are the new policies that we're going to put in place. And here's what we have realized and here's how it's going to get better. You have an opportunity and there's no way the Biden administration can take the opportunity because to take it, they would have to admit that they were wrong and everything they told America was a lie. And then they would have to admit that the policies that came before were better policies or maybe more to the point, created a better attitude. That's disastrous for a Biden administration that is absolutely uh, subordinate to the progressive party. That's who he has to appease. But the malaise in America is real. The people feeling down in the dumps are real. And more and more Democrats know that it's bad news ahead. Ted Deutsch of Florida just confirmed that he's retiring. Democrat from Florida, Congressman Ted Deutsch. he's not running for re-election. That is 31 Democrats who are leaving Congress at the end of the term. So what I'm saying about Biden in the speech tomorrow, it won't come. And the Democratic Party knows that it's only going to get worse. It's up to us to figure out how to make it better, guys. I got a plan. I'm like the Hannibal of this group. That's why I smoke the cigars. I'm Tony Katz. So the mention of uh, Representative Ted Deutsch of Florida resigning. He's not just retiring, he's resigning to take a, a, another position. It's the 31st Democrat not running for re-election. Remind me because he was a very anti-gun guy in, in talking about Parkland uh, and what happened to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, High School. Reminded me of a story about David Hogg. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Uh, there's nothing you're not allowed to say about David Hogg. He can't hide behind being a kid anymore. He is a dumb guy who got into Harvard for no reason whatsoever There are a thousand Asian students who weren't allowed into Harvard because of uh, their heritage. But David Hogg, who has never done anything, couldn't even make a pillow. He got into Harvard. He's got a plan about what to do regarding Ukraine and regarding Russian invasion. Imagine if instead of just posting stuff on social media about Ukraine, people worked to find Russian soldiers on social media... Uh, if they're on there and work to encourage uh to encourage uh defection, surrender and sabotage. Match them uh with them on Tinder and other dating apps. Find them on Russian social media. Post as an old as a Russian soldier on Russian social media about how the stupid the war is. Now, here's the, the 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 question. Does David Hogg think that soldiers in the middle of a war are checking their social media. Somebody else posted, why don't you fly over to Ukraine and tell them to give up their guns because their guns are bad. The problem with people like David Hogg is that he believes because he thinks it, it has value. Now, I have said many times, you've heard me, it's a philosophy. We don't use dumb or stupid on the show because it ends conversation. What I'm finding is some people are just dumb. And we should understand this and say so. Because if we don't, then other people might think they have value. This is an ignorant, ignorant, ignorant kid. I know he's over 18, but he's a child, obviously. He deserves all the derision he gets. And we should stop thinking he provides a value. And just remember, Harvard took a space from a qualified applicant and gave it to this kid because he said the right things about guns in their view. Always remember that. I'm Tony Katz. So word on the street is that Toyota has been hit with a cyber attack in Japan. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, and they've announced they are suspending domestic factory operations starting Tuesday because of a cyber attack that hit actually one of their suppliers. We should be a little more clear about that. Reuters reporting it. This suspension is going to cause a loss of about 13,000 cars of output. Now, Japan has been part of the sanctions against Russia, including finally getting to some sanctions regarding SWIFT, which is the communications part of a payment system. Without SWIFT, you can't communicate what the transactions are. Therefore, you can't engage the transactions. They have not engaged, as, as uh, economist Dr. Matt Will described earlier, a full-on um uh, 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 suspension of SWIFT. They, they've they been doing this kind of piecemeal, and I don't think piecemeal provides any uh, value. But did we miss what's going on in, in Ukraine with Russia? Did we miss something in, in the lead-up that Russia didn't actually have the military might, capability, smarts, willingness to be able to take on the Ukrainian government? And did we miss that Ukraine was really, really ready to fight back? I spoke to Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army, about this a little bit earlier. Major Mike Lyons joins us right now, a retired United States Army West Point graduate military analyst. You were the first person to say to me, this isn't going as well as I would have expected this to go for the Russians. They're getting bogged down in some places. And then we started hearing uh, the stories of the Ukrainians fighting back. And then I've been, as I've been texting with you over the weekend and doing my own uh, research, that the Russians have this history of being very, very bad when it comes to supply chain. And when it comes to being able to monitor those forward forces and keep things going and flowing, let's start with the basics. What has happened
1: to the Russian military? Why have they been bogged down in these places? Well, Tony, I think some, some ways have not really followed their own doctrine. Um, you know, we thought we were going to see shock and awe. We didn't really see that from the strategic weapons. They didn't fire the amount of ordnance that we normally would see fire there. And, and, and they haven't really set this thing up from a... Um, uh, strategically, in, in echelons, and which would really would be that blitzkrieg, that get back to that kind of that Operation Barbarossa, World War II type of um, of uh, ground combat, uh, where there's you know another wave ready to go. This looks like it's it's a one shot deal, one shot pony, and and doing a little bit more research, it looks like it's been more set up a special op. And what does that mean? It just means that they've just got one echelon, and they're just trying to reinforce it. And they thought they were just going to roll right through there and 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 be in a different place than they are today four to five days into this so um they miscalculated very badly and now momentum has shifted back on the side to the ukraines and the civilians that are fighting i you know they're not they're not losing just yet and and you know ukraine wins by not losing um there's still some some pretty tough slog and some fight to go uh, as it looks like they're starting to reinforce logistically what they didn't do the first couple of days of the battle
0: I I don't disagree that that it's not over, but certainly the Ukrainian fight and the Russian, what could be described as incompetence or something else going on, has created an opportunity, for example, Germany to say, okay, we're going to go against our own rules and send a thousand anti-tank missiles and some other support to Ukraine. It has absolutely, I I think we can agree, engaged a shift in world policy regarding the situation here. Talk to me about when you, when you take a look at what you thought was going to be a, we'll call it a blitzkrieg type, massive attack, wave after wave, absolutely destroy the morale of the opposition. This would be Russia destroying the morale of Ukraine. And it didn't come. Do they not have the people? Do they not have the, the, the weapons? Or did, was the Russian military lulled into a false sense of security that every, they could just roll over the Ukrainians and the Ukrainians will lie down and say, please don't hurt us. And the next thing you know, bullets started flying and the Russian military isn't trained well enough to deal with bullets flying at them?
1: I think a couple of the basics. I think, first of all, your point about not having enough troops really now is coming into play. I thought they, they kind of had enough, you know, they, they, you know they, they were doing what we did initially in Iraq against a, a very inferior enemy, and given our, our firepower, we did kind of a just-in-time war there. We we launched what, what we had, and then we reinforced on the backside, uh, recognizing this is more like a desert storm where they needed 500,000 troops, so they only bring 150 or so, 160 to the, to the field, and then of that only, let's say, 70 or 80,000 are actually doing the war fighting. So that, that was kind of the first problem. Uh, um, and I think the, the second problem is they, they didn't do any kind of formations. They, they came, you know, we were worried about the snow and the, and the ground freezing. They were going to uh, c- cross the Ukraine plain in, the, in these, you know, wide formations. They just came on the roads. And, and so they became sitting ducks and sitting targets as those roads became blocked and became clogged. So, so again, so many different things that the Russians have made mistakes, and plus we're now seeing uh, these stories of Russian soldiers not fighting uh, when faced, you know, kind of toe-to-toe. I, I don't think they had the kind of um, combat experience that we thought that they were going to bring to the field from, from what they did in Syria. So you, and the conscripts, all these things have now added up to the fact that they're, they're stuck in a quagmire. bar. I hate to use that term sorely in the phase, but they're not they're, If you are a Russian general officer right now, you've got to be embarrassed and knowing full well your head's going to roll by Vladimir Putin based on the performance of your military at this point
0: talking to Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army. Uh, You can find him on Twitter, M-A-J Mike Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, M-A-J Mike Lyons. On uh, Twitter, you and I had some text conversations over the weekend. I hope you don't mind me sharing a little bit uh, of that, because one of the conversations here is the idea of how do you help Putin out of a problem? And this is this yeah. is, I think, a weird conversation to people to have, because when, when you got a guy beat, you got him beat. Why do you have to help him out of a problem? And this goes to taking a look at just a little bit of recent history reg- regarding Syria. So let us discuss. Does Putin need an off ramp? Does the United States have to give it to him? And what does that off ramp look like? And what happens if he doesn't get it?
1: Yeah, I think he does. Now, I'm not sure the U.S. is going to do that. I think given where Europe is engaged right now, it's got to be the European community. And we have to also then make sure that we're not trying to sow some old, uh, you know, old uh, things that have happened in the past against him. So, I don't know. It, it's, you know, he he increases his nuclear uh, arsenal or his, his alert status. He now is going to likely move nukes into Belarus. Belarus might as well be, you know, obviously they've joined Russia on this. We're getting down this path where if it doesn't stop soon, and the civilian atrocities, now we're looking at war crimes. You know, we can't have we can't bring the leader of uh, of Russia to the Hague and, and charge him with war crimes when the fact that he has seventy five hundred nuclear weapons. And so that's the reality of the situation. We can cavil over whether that you know is going to happen or not, but so I don't know. The the, the initial talks have not gone well. Right now, I think all Vladimir Putin's trying to do is buy time. He's looking to assassinate Zelensky. He's Looking to take this even out of a military context and just and just cut the head off the leader, hoping Ukraine, or hoping Kiev falls that way as well. Um, that that off ramp though might be he gets to keep these areas in southern Ukraine. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe Ukraine, the boundary gets redrawn. The question is whether the Ukraine civilians are going to go for that.
0: But this 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 the other part of this this part too is a backed into a corner Vladimir Putin. Do we start seeing the Vladimir Putin of Syria, a chemical weapons Vladimir Putin? You talk about the nuclear arsenal he has. I am not at this moment seeing the possibility of nuclear war. But again, a backed in the corner and possibly not in in, in, in his best mental state, Vladimir Putin. We're starting to hear a lot of those stories as well. Is there a concern that this can get far uglier in terms of the atrocities you're talking about?
1: I think so. I think that's what we've got to be concerned about. And that makes that off ramp a lot more difficult. And all Vladimir Putin is, he wants the United States or some, somebody to say is, you know, regime change in Russia. And then there you go. He's now fighting for his own survival. He's going to do anything with regard to making sure that that, that doesn't happen again. He saw what the United States did to Iraq in 2003. He saw what happened to Iraq in, in 91. So, you know, it, it is a, um, a slip so for, for, this situation here, and I think we're going to do the right thing. We'll pour these weapons, and we'll pour the, the systems we can into into Poland in order to get them across the border and get them in the hands of the Ukraine citizens. He's going to have to back down himself here, and um, he's going to have to face the music with his people once the time comes, uh, or else the only other pivot to that is he decides to turn this military due north, which he doesn't have enough of right now. I thought he did, but he doesn't have enough of right now, to I'll go for the Baltics.
0: That's Major Mike Lyons discussing the reality on the ground this hasn't gone as well as putin would have liked and the question of course that i was asking is is it all putin's fault the state of the union is coming we gotta we gotta place our bets that's coming up keep it here i'm tony katz The State of the Union is tomorrow. Joe Biden's going to head himself over to the Capitol when he's pointed in the right direction. He's going to tell us, well, who knows? Honestly, I don't know how he's going to craft a speech. I'll try and break it down tomorrow. Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today it's good to be with you. Jason Hammer joins us right now from the Hammer and Nigel program on ninety-three point one FM WIBC in Indianapolis, and and he he is the betting guy. He has a, a a television show about betting. He does radio shows about betting. He may be a degenerate,
2: and that's a badge of honor. Like, on my shows, Tony, I have a specific degenerate special because it's a badge of honor, and I'm here for it, and I'm here for some State of the Union odds, my man.
0: So so we, we started breaking down things that can happen in the state of the union and i've been asking people for their input i want to share with you what we got there there jason hammer and, and see if you you believe these odds what you would take and whether or not they have to be modified you know these things man uh, all right i haven't gotten into prop bets like you know i don't have it if biden shows up with a rubber chicken or something like that <laughs> uh but but he could and then he'd talk to the rubber chicken here here's what i've got so far you tell me the idea of Joe Biden whispering, you know how he leans in, and he does that whisper, Jason Hammer? Yes, sir. Right? Uh, so I've, I've got it at two and a half. I've got the over-under at two and a half on those. Uh, is that is that a good line? And, and, and would you go with the over to the under?
2: I think that's a good line. I would go under because that's kind of his signature thing, right? Like when you watch... Uh, A professional wrestling match Back in the 90's You wanted to hear The Rock say Do you smell what The Rock is cooking You're only going to get it one time So I would take the under here Biden knows that's his thing That's his gimmick He's going to lean in that microphone He's going to look real creepy like the guy in Poltergeist And he's going to say I wrote the bill And everybody's going to stand up and clap And the children will run to their parents
0: I'm pretty sure he's going to take a bite out of the turnbuckle Like George the Animal Steel (laughs) I how many times that. How many times will Joe Biden raise his voice? I have the line at three and a half, and I personally am going with the over.
2: Yeah, this is free money on the over. Not because he's trying to be dramatic, but the old man doesn't really know how to control his own voice. You know, like with Ron Burgundy, it was for effect. It was for show. With Joe Biden... He's staying up past his bedtime. Lord knows how many drugs they've pumped into that old man's diaper to make sure that he stays energetic. So some of those things are going to have some side effects, man, and I'm, I'm definitely in on the over on that.
0: Talking to Jason Hammer, radio host and a betting guru, how many mentions of either Trump or the prior administration? Now, this, this one, this one's a big one. I have got it at 10 and a half,
2: and I'm still <laughs> picking the over. I'll take the under, and yes, that is on the Hammer and Nigel Show bingo card that will be out this afternoon. And here's the thing. He won't mention Donald Trump by name. He doesn't do that anymore. It'll be the previous administration right. trying to take some sort of high road. So I'm wondering if the speech writers, because you know none of this crap was his idea. I'm wondering if the speechwriter said, all right, we're going to focus on some of the things that you're going to do. We're not going to talk about the orange man as much. I think you're gonna get about three or four mentions, but I don't think we're talking about groundbreaking the whole thing about Donald Trump.
0: If you think the speechwriters are writing about what Biden's going to do and not writing about Trump,
2: you're you're out of your head. What what does that get them though, Tony? You're already because- in a, a room full of people who You should have the majority You told us
0: you were going to stop COVID. You told us you were going to cure cancer. You told us everything was going to be better and rainbows were going to shoot
2: out our ass. And here we are. And when have they stopped lying to us? They're not even trying to cover it up anymore. If it, Trump would just stop talking, everything would be better. That's going to be their <laughs> argument. I'm you're, sticking with 10 and a half. You're going to hear the old man, the everlasting job stopper himself, stand up there at that podium and take credit for getting rid of the mask mandates. Take credit for getting kids back at the school because they think everybody is dumb. I promise you that's going down.
0: Here's the big one here. okay, I got a couple ones now. They're going to take a little bit of thinking. This one came in over Twitter. We don't even have a line on this. How many times will he say either look or let me be clear?
2: That will happen, but I've got one for you. Here's the deal will trump all of those. Here's you're going to get, get about a good three or four. Here's the deal, especially when he starts to wander off the teleprompter. And I'm telling you, there's nobody in America that will have tighter butt cheeks than the person running that teleprompter when Biden starts to go rogue and goes off of it a little bit.
0: Hey, uh, Hammer, just so you know, we've got a rule here. We don't say butt cheeks. Um, butt cheeks. Yeah, we, don't, we, we, don't, we don't talk like that. So here's the deal. What's the over under, and here's the deal?
2: Over under, here's the deal. Three. Three. That is three. the over-under. Yes. Because we got a lot of stuff to get to. He's probably going to speak for about an hour. You still got to get a few come-on mans in there. You got to get some here. the deal. You got to get the soul of the nation. You're going to talk about the insurrection. You're going to oh, have to deal oh. with Pelosi picking her teeth in the background. There's a lot of stuff that's going down here, Tony.
0: So we've got here's the deal at three. I've got, let me be clear, at four. But we have insurrection on here. This one is, is the tricky one. I've got it at two and a half.
2: Oh, boy, that's real close. Sometimes the odds makers just get it right because the goal of an odds maker is to get even betting on both sides. Boy, that one feels like it's right on spot because it's going to be brought up and it's going to be a big poignant moment where all the Democrats stand up and they'll show Ted Cruz looking at his phone or being asleep in the crowd. And boy, that's really close. That's a push for me.
0: Ted Cruz loved me. He'd be on his phone looking for vacation spots in Cancun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be. If he has any sort of sense of humor, please to God, let Ted Cruz have like Cancun on the back of his iPhone. (laughs)
0: We're going to be breaking uh, this speech down tomorrow. That's Jason Hammer from the Hammer and Nigel Show from 3 to 7 p.m. on 93.1 FM, WIBC. Uh, you can follow him, uh, Hammer and Nigel. You can follow that on, on, on the Twitter box uh, right there and follow them. Jason, thank you, man. I, I appreciate you. You got it. Thank you. Now, Victoria Spartz is the congresswoman for the Indiana 5th District. She happens to be my congresswoman. She is also uh, someone from Ukraine, the first Ukrainian-born member, I believe, of Congress what it is that she's hearing from Ukraine. What does she think of how the administration is doing things? How does she think it plays out? We've got that all coming up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.